The TTC is losing about $73 million to fare evasion each year. And just to give you an example, if you haven't been on the TTC lately, it is crowded at the best of times if you're taking the subway, if you're taking the streetcar, uh, if it's the king car, it's a little less crowded. They're quite frequent. But because all the doors open on the streetcar and uh, car and they are, um, depending on the presto payment, there are a lot of people that just hug the doors and take a free ride. I mean, I watched this the other day, and it was a young woman. She had to be probably mid-20s, just jumped on, didn't didn't pay at all. It was quite obvious, and just stood there, did not have any shame about her. The mayor thinks that we need a culture change. I think it's gone beyond that. Uh, the TTC is trying to curb fare evasion with a campaign, an ad campaign, targeted at their clients. You will be caught are the signs that are, you know, telling fair evaders it's not okay. I think that's a useless uh, campaign. That's not going to work. But it was interesting because in the Toronto Sun this weekend, Adam Jambroni, who is the uh, former chair for the TTC, um, wrote a piece called Path Forward on Fair Evasion. Free transit isn't the answer. I don't know what else they're going to do. But, uh, Adam, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good morning. You're working as the general manager of Saudi Arabia's transit company. Are you doing that from here? <laughs> no, I'm, I uh, live mostly in Riyadh. I come back and forth to Toronto because my family's still here. So I'm in Toronto every five or six weeks. But uh, no, my day job is based out of Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. Okay, well that's interesting. So what do you what do you suggest we do if, fair, if you know free transit isn't the answer and we've got this massive problem with fare evasion on the TTC? Well, I think there's a there's a couple things. First of all, there has to start being real fair enforcement. Um, if you you know whenever there is an open system, so you talked about the streetcars and the doors opening, and and obviously in the old system you had to pass by a, a, an operator or a driver who looked at you, who you made eye contact with, and you put a fare. And so of course some people did refuse to pay. There were incidents, but it was dramatically less. Once you open it up, and of course you have to do that with the new streetcars and even with some of the buses because otherwise. You can imagine having like 50 people file past one operator. So you need to have this all-door boarding so you can move them. But you also have to do effective fare enforcement. So in other cities where they have this and on Go Transit, the typical um, industry practice is to inspect about one in five people. So about 20, um, so about 20 percent uh, inspections. Um, Sorry, about 5% inspection. So that means you would expect if you were riding the transit to and from work to be checked once or twice a month. And that sends a very strong message because when you do uh, get checked and you don't have a fare, there's a fine, there's some of the stigma, people see you, and that's how it works around the world. And if you've got those numbers, plus or minus, uh, I think it goes uh, part of the way. The other thing I think you have to do is look at our fare payment system. So the Presto card, which was has been implemented, has taken a long time, um, had a lot of problems. The fare gates are better now. For a long time, they were just wide open whenever I came back to Toronto at my at my local subway station. So that fare system is is has created some problems. It sometimes loses connection. Um, so people have lost confidence in it. So I think, you know, upgrading our fare system again, because we upgraded it from the tokens and passes, but we've gone more high tech. But Are you fact, talking about the gates, the actual changing of the, the gates? Actual, the actual gates, if you, you know, it's been improved now, but for a couple of years, they literally were open yeah. in a lot of the cases. And I think that changed the culture. Yeah, so but I still you, think you can walk behind people. You get in really close and apparently you can squeeze yep. in. That happened to me the other day. A woman did that and I sort of politely confirmed 
confronted her. I mean, it's not my job to do fair enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't have any authority. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're poorly designed. And there are gates all over the world where they, where they are harder to sneak in. I mean, I've been in, in systems all over Europe and Asia uh, where you can't do that. I mean, or it's very, very difficult. Here it's very easy. And so I think they've picked the wrong gates. Um, they have a system that doesn't work very well. And on top of that, up, up for the last couple of years, there's been very little fair enforcement. And that has created this issue where $73 million is missing. You're never going to eradicate it entirely. Right. But, you, but, you know, a 10 cent fare increase is about $35 million. So that's the equivalent of losing a 20 cent fare increase uh, every year. I know that Andrea Horvath right now is she is asking uh, the government to back down on their cancellation of the um, piggybacking the TTC fare with the Go Transit fare if you take both in Ontario. Um, What do you think of that? Well, look, I think what you need is a system. We're all one region. I mean, there's a border at Steeles, right? But there are 150,000 people who on on buses uh, cross the border. That doesn't even include the 250,000 people on Go Transit. So you're talking hundreds of thousands of people today who don't really know, realize, or, or think of, I guess we all realize, but don't think of that border at, uh, in between Mississauga, Toronto, York Region, and Toronto. So you need some sort of integration affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this all these things come together as a you need a you need a fare system that allows you to collect fares efficiently and to give people real options because you shouldn't pay a double fare just for going two two blocks into Mississauga and that's the system that you'd pay today uh, or in the case of Go you could imagine that if you get on a Go station in Toronto uh, why would you be paying a totally different fare I mean there should be integration uh, that's part of it but it has to go much bigger than that you know I, you brought up technology and how the gates are a bit pro- problematic and the Presto card has been problematic for collecting fares but let's talk about how technology and social media specifically and the fact that everybody has an account and a camera on their phone could be affecting you know how special constables do their job or even could be uh, preventing from uh, you know a TTC drive from saying, hey, get off my bus. Well, look, I mean, for, for the drivers, they've, they're usually told not to try to engage in fair enforcement. And the, the, it's, it, part of it is there's a concern about uh, people being aggressive towards them. I think what you want is well-trained uh, fair enforcement officers. This is usually how it's done around the world. They don't, operators have a role to play. We all have a role to play, right? That's part of this idea about uh, whether we accept this as normal behavior. But when we're doing enforcement, I talked about the example with me just the other week, um, you know, it's hard to ask individuals to do that. What you want is well-trained people with authority who can who can actual issue fares. And frankly, you know, in some cities around the world, they do things like how, and I mentioned this in the article, they, they issue fare. They don't give any discretion to the officers, whether you're a 12-year-old or a 97-year-old. Right. You don't pay your fare, you get a ticket. But there's ways of doing it so you don't have to send it through the court systems to clog it, to give people a chance to explain, you know, if they have a valid reason or if they think they do. Uh, you could set up systems like this. But the, the fact is, there's no, unless we're going to make the whole system free, and I don't think that's the way to go. It's a $1.2 billion question. If you gave me, if I was in charge and you gave me $1.2 billion, I'd invested in better services or new lines, right? I mean, you've got to, have, if, if we say you're going to pay, then it's not up to you whether you pay or not. And frankly, there's a lot of people who don't have a lot of money, who work at minimum wage, who go in and they pay their fare. Right, they, they and it's hard for them. Right, mm-hmm. I mean it's one hundred fifty fifty dollars a month, but they so it's not 
it's not, not up to the individual to make that decision. And if you're going to have a system, you've got to have some enforcement. All right, Adam, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Have a good day. All right, you too. Adam Jambroni on, uh, you know, how you can improve the TTC and avoid uh, fare evasion other than making it free.